Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Lucy Weston, thank you for joining us on the Here We Are Radio Show, a spin-off feature of www.herewearewithlucy.com. We hope the information on our shows and website make your life better, brighter, and easier. Come on by and subscribe so you're alerted to new content. It's free and your information is never sold or shared. Plus, we know you are very busy, so we won't bug you with constant updates. It's Wednesday, June 9th, 2010, and today's important episode is You Can Be an Eventual Millionaire with Careful Planning, Dollars, and Cents. And to help us figure out how to do this and more is my guest, Jamie Tardy, the Eventual Millionaire. Jamie is a personal and business coach, and you can check out her blog at www.eventualmillionaire.com where you can join the journey to be a millionaire by becoming debt-free, creating your ideal lifestyle, and making your million doing what you love. This sounds very interesting, so let's get started. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to Here We Are. Hi, Lucy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here, and I've been looking forward to the show. And for listeners, you can call in to speak with Jamie, ask a question or comment at 646 646- Nine two nine two four seven three. That's six four six nine two nine two four seven three. Jamie, I want to start with the obvious. You are the eventual millionaire. What exactly does this mean? Well, I get that a lot, actually. Um, being an eventual millionaire means that you know eventually, someday, you'll have a million dollar net worth, but only on your terms. So you could become a millionaire by working 80-plus hours a week, but that's not really what it's about. Um, it's about jo- enjoying your life and your work while making your million, even if it takes a long time. Okay, so we're going to talk about the – I want to break this down a little bit. You're saying net worth. So that would be not necessarily a million dollars on your bank statement each month, but maybe the, your home ownership. Uh, valuables, what's in the bank, you know, uh, investments. That's what we're talking about, the whole grouping of everything, correct? Exactly. So your net worth is your assets minus your liabilities, so your debt. Um, Everything you own minus everything that you owe. If that gets to be more than a million dollars, you can consider yourself a millionaire. A millionaire. Okay. Now, um, just so we know, so to let the listeners know where you're at, does this mean you're still taking the journey? 
Yes, actually, I started the blog eventualmillionaire.com to chronicle the last part of the journey for me. Um, I've gotten to where I am now for um, by creating a goal, getting debt-free, and creating the lifestyle that I want. And now I'm on step four, which is creating the income, um, doing what I love, so just earning my money. Okay, wait, 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 wait. This is very important. Let me go back to what you just said. You said getting debt-free. So I want you to take us through this process. I think you just uh, – you're giving away pearls of wisdom there that I really want to – I want to take each one so that the listeners can follow and, and really learn how to do this along with you. Um, you're saying – so the process is so that we can all be an eventual millionaire. There's a step one, and I think – did you just say it's becoming debt-free? Is that the true step one? Actually, no. Step one is setting the goal. Okay. So, um, let me go back and explain how I sort of started this process. Um, four years ago, I was in over $70,000 in debt in a job I absolutely hated, working 60 hours a week. And I knew that me and my husband wanted to start a family, um, but I couldn't keep that job with a new baby because I used to travel around the U.S. The problem was, though, is that I made over two-thirds of the income, and no offense to my husband, but he was a professional juggler. <laughs> so okay. I get a lot of laughs at that normally. It's a real a juggler? Bad. As in like at a circus or a carnival juggler? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's a bit better hey, than that. Hey, that takes a talent. <laughs> yeah, they do college shows in theaters. Um, but it's a very, I mean, he worked for himself, and, and it's a very sporadic income. So going from making two-thirds of the money and thinking about quitting my job even Hurt, you know what I mean? To, to even right. imagine how big of an obstacle that was. Um, so the first thing we did was was set a goal to, by the time we had our first child, um, that I would be able to work from home with him for at least the first year. And of course, we had no idea how we were going to do it, but I was willing to do whatever it took to get there. So I think that's um, an important point. You were willing to do whatever it took. Yeah, that's that's a huge point. Um, and it's really easy when you want to be able to stay home with your family because your kids are so important to you. Um, but pretty much I had no idea how to get there. <laughs> so we, we had a goal, which was great, but what do you do after the goal? Um, so pretty much all I did was read everything we possibly could about finances, um, trying to figure out how to live on one income, and figured out that we really had to be debt-free in order for that to work. So, so debt-free... So you you saw your you you I want to assess this. You took your you saw your situation. You knew you wanted to change it. You were working the sixty plus hours a week, making a nice salary, but it wasn't. You were not happy. Is that correct? Is that a correct assumption? Uh, definitely. Okay. So you knew you needed to make change. You set the goal. So now you had to take some action. And I like what you're. I, I thank you for being so honest. That you said something is very important. I think people need to be more honest about their situations, you didn't know how you were going to do this. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. <laughs> and that's a scary place to be, and I think a lot of people stay in a situation because they don't know where to, what to do or what's going to happen. or It's the fear of the unknown. So uh, it, it's important to say, like, you did this and you survived, right? And you, we're going to go through this, but you obviously have come out the other side, and it was can I can I say that it was a really big and a and a great step for you to take, and it turned out in a positive way? Oh yeah, it was a huge step, and it turned out better than I ever could have imagined. 
Okay, that's good to hear. So that's the step one. It's, it's, it, well, it is. It's true because we want to know that, you know, it's when people are taking a risk or, you know, living on the edge a little bit or, or making a big change, and change is scary. We all know change is scary. It's a hard thing. So it's good to hear that other people have done this and come out the better for it. So you have the goal. Step one is setting the goal. So you're assessing the situation. You're setting your goal. What would you call step two in the process? Well, and actually, before we go into step two, um, within setting that goal, the biggest thing that you could possibly have is your reason why. Um, I ah. have my to-be child, but if, you're, if your why isn't big enough, if you go, well, I don't really like my job, I want to work from home, it's not a big enough reason why, um, unless you absolutely hate your job and you, you're determined to change it, um, to actually keep going and push through the, the hard things that come up because um, as we all know, things come up, you know, mm-hmm. when you want to quit. Um, so that, that big, big reason why needs to be there so you can push past those hard t- times. So there has to be a strong motivating factor. Definitely, definitely. And you need to um, state that before you even start. Okay. Now, so we, you, you have the goal, you know your reason why, and everybody is going to be different for, you know, every individual. So let's say you're in that situation. Now what happens? What do you do for your step two? Well, step two is is getting out of debt. Um, What we had to do was get on a budget. We started selling a bunch of things. Um, We had to start to climb out of $70,000 in debt, which was a huge deal. Without being too personal, what was the $70,000 debt? Was it credit card, car payments? What was it that it, it accumulated to that point? It was car payments. Um, home equity loan um, that we had gotten on the house, and also tons of student loans. I have a degree in information technology, and it cost a lot of money. <laughs> we actually mm-hmm. had just finished paying off our credit cards, um, about four or 5,000 of credit cards that I don't include in this, um, but that was just a couple months before. So, yeah, so I mean, it, was it was normal was, stuff. It wasn't like you and your husband were out shopping and traveling the world. No, no, that would have been more These fun. These were you know, right life incurred <laughs> debts that everybody you need a car, you you know go to school, things like that. You buy a house, all those things that pretty much everybody you know is encountering in their lives. So you exactly. you assessed your debt and you started. You said you sold things off. That was a process. What like what? What were you selling off? Well, actually, one of the biggest and hardest things, um, but the best thing that we did was when we started talking about getting out of debt, um, I went to my husband and I said, I think we should sell the car that we bought two months ago. <laughs> a oh, my. Okay. We bought two months ago. Um, we, had bought, we bought it hoping um, for this new family that we were planning on having. I had done tons of research. I loved this car. Um, it was brand new, just drove it off the lot. And two months later, of course, we decided that that probably wasn't a good idea and we should get out of debt. Um, But that was the hardest decision, um, not only just to make by myself, but also to get my husband on board um, because he wasn't really going for it at first either. (laughs) Right. And you have a shiny new car. And that's that's a kind of a painful decision. Very painful, let me tell you. Um, it, it was one of those things where I had imagined my family being in that car, so it was a, even an emotional attachment to a car. I know it's just a car, but it was an emotional attachment. But we knew, you know, that was 18000 of the 70000 So we knew that if we could do that, then we would 
take a huge hit um, on that $70,000 of debt, um, and we could always buy another car later. I think that was the, one of the biggest things um, that actually got my husband on board was sort of saying, when once we're out of debt, we could buy that exact same car again later without being in debt. Right. Um, but that big decision at the very beginning of all this actually was a catalyst to the whole journey that we had um, because it was such a monumental thing. If we're willing to sell a brand-new car that we absolutely love, that we were afraid of taking a huge hit on, you know, I think we ended up only losing $1,000 on the car, which was really good. Um, but going to a, a, a beater car that nobody wants to drive around was, was huge. It really solidified the commitment um, that we were going to do whatever it took. So you were willing to make a sacrifice. Yeah. Because and I think a lot of people... A lot of people don't want to make a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's hard. It's you know you it's you hear about a lot of situations, especially in this economy and what's going on, and yet you know they're driving. People are still driving brand new leased cars and going out to dinner. I hear this a lot. I've actually just had a conversation with someone this week who said that uh, they know someone who's losing their house, but they don't want to stop their lifestyle of going out to dinner. On a regular basis. Well, if you're losing your house, it's time to say, you know, when, where am I putting my money? Um, and you can speak more on this more than me. Obviously, I'm not a financial expert, but uh, so you think so. So advocate for that a little bit more. I, I want to hear about. Um, you, you mentioned that the car was an emotional decision. Do you find in the people you're meeting and being the eventual millionaire that people, the emotional part of it, is holding people back? Oh, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing that anyone has to overcome, um, and changing habits. Um, it's the emotional side and also the changing habits. Um, if you're so used to going out to eat so often, it kind of hurts when you don't, when you have to make food from home instead. Um, but once you can get past that, um, it, things change. Things, things really can come alive when you can actually make those decisions to move yourself, your life um, forward. I know um, specifically what I do is I set my priorities. Um, every year, instead of setting New Year's resolutions, I set my priorities for the year. Um, and the year I was getting out of debt, I said, okay, this is my number one priority. It's not about going out to eat with my friends. It's not about um, you know, spending money on things that I don't need. This year is about getting out of debt. Um, now I can go out to eat with my friends, but, but because that year that was my top priority, um, that's what I did. Um, and I, I always I, like the phrase when I shop, is, is this a want or a need? That's huge, definitely, definitely. And it is amazing. Don't you agree? Like how many times you, you might be in a store or something you see or maybe online, you're like, oh, I really want that. And then you start mm -hmm. to really say, well, wait a minute. Do I, you know, obviously I want it, but do I need it? And when you can admit that you really don't need it in your life and it's not going to add any value to your life, you don't you, you end up saving a lot more money in the long run. Definitely, definitely. It's taking the outer perspective, so really looking at it from an outside perspective instead of being caught up in the emotions. Um, because I do the same thing, you know, oh, that's really nice. I really, really want that. Um, trying to give yourself time instead of just buying it right then and go, well, I'll think about it. Um, even if you are totally going to do it the next time, but giving yourself that space to think, um, to look from the outside in, um, really will give you, um, well, it'll be better on your wallet, too, because you'll know which yes. one's a, a want or a need. 
Right. And and hopefully when the need, when something that you really do need or your family needs comes up, you have the money then because you didn't spend it on the wants, you know. Um, now, we talked about step one and step two, getting out of debt. What is there a, a step three or have we already started to touch upon this? Well, step three is actually creating the lifestyle you want. Um, that was big for me. That was really where the benefit took took over. Um, what we did to, to get out of debt, we became, um, just to tell you the rest of my story, is I set the goal, because um, I, I actually became pregnant two months later after we started this journey, um, we set the goal of my son's due date um, to be completely debt-free, um, except for my mortgage, and that way we could actually live on our own, um, on one income. But, of course, I actually didn't even hit that goal. We worked our butts off. We did extra. I mean, I was pregnant, working extremely hard. We didn't actually even hit our goal, um, not until five months after my son was born, um, I was able to quit my job. But not only was I able to quit my job, but I also had a six-month emergency fund and was debt-free. So it really was able to get even farther than we thought we could um, to start our, ourselves off, off right. So that was really, I mean, you really when you did this, this was a journey from the very outset, and you, you stayed on the path. Um, so if other people who are listening do these things, the step one of setting the goal, the step two, getting themselves out of debt and really making the sacrifice to do that and, and what's you know necessary, and then the step three, starting to create the lifestyle, because that you're right, that you, were, you used the word benefit with that, that's where you start to see what, what you're reaping basically from your sacrifices and, and the goal setting and the actions you're taking. So the lifestyle starts to be the reward, and ultimately that's why... Everyone wants to be a millionaire so that you think so that you can buy things. But I think, am I correct in seeing that you're, you sort of have the philosophy that it's not about really the buying, it's about how you're living? Exactly, exactly. I, I am a big proponent for creating the lifestyle you want um, because the only thing that we can't get back is time. You can always get more money, you can't get more time. Um, so okay, now I, I like that, and that's and I'm I write a blog about time, and you know, the busy woman's guide. So that it's very that's an important factor for me and uh, and for my readers, and for everyone. But what kind of time frame are we looking at in terms of being an eventual millionaire? Is that something that can be determined, or is it pretty much on a case by case basis? Yeah, it, it's case by case. It all depends on your level of debt and your income. I know we had a ton of debt, but we also had a really good income while I was working. So it took us about a year to get out of debt, and it took us another six months to figure out what I wanted to do for a living even after that. Um, but as uh, even a client I'm working with, it'll take almost two years for them to get out of debt if they don't change the way that they live. Um, but of course, if they wanted to sell their house, get extra jobs, and take some big, bold actions, it could be a lot less than that. Right, and so everybody has to take a take look at their own situation. But the thing is that the two years are going to, God willing, pass by anyway. You might as well be out of debt instead of in more debt. Exactly. That's exactly what I tell my clients. The time is going to pass anyway, and two years from now, it'll it'll be 2012. Do you want to be debt free, or do you want to be in the same situation where you where you are now? Right, like still paying off the TV that it maybe isn't working anymore. 
Exactly. And when you think of it that way, it's a given. You're like, of course I'd rather be debt-free. They just it's it's the journey that most people It's don't the want. it's the day to day when you're exactly. Now, are there any realities or uh, or pitfalls that we need to be aware of? Well, yeah. One of my biggest things um is that you really can't clip enough coupons to become a millionaire. <laughs> Well, I think coupon clipping is a great thing, and I do it too. Um, it's really those big, bold actions that make the big difference. Um, and also, even though I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a pitfall, but you really need to be on the same page with your significant other um, because it's a really hard road, and not only becoming debt-free, but also um, soul-searching to figure out what you want to do for a living, which is, which is what um, step three is really about. Um, so a journey like that can really bring you closer if if you're together but of course if you aren't together it can really push you apart right in finance in any relationship when there's financial difficulties that tends to put a strain on a relationship so that's a good point that you made to be get on the same page and work together definitely definitely it's amazing how much closer me and my husband are just from taking um, a real hard look at our finances you wouldn't assume that that would really happen um, but it's but it's an amazing thing so now, I, I, I'm and thank you for being for your honesty in sharing this. I think it's very important. And there are only 24 hours in a day, and it's important that you know when you're trying to achieve a goal uh, that we don't reinvent the wheel. And one way to succeed is to follow others, you know, who are successful at what they're doing, began in similar situations, and then emulate their actions. Uh, you shared with us, you know, your situation, and thank you for that. Um, are there other tips of advice that you can give to busy women in particular, moms or not, uh, that from your experience would be helpful to them that, you know, when they're feeling overwhelmed and they're working a job and they have bills are still coming in at the door and they really want to step out onto this journey. Is there anything, anything you can share, tips, little things you've learned along the way that might be helpful? Yeah, I get this a lot. Um, the biggest thing would be to take time for yourself. Mm -hmm. As either a mom or not a mom, it can seem like you're doing everything for everyone else. That's what women are good at. Uh, but putting yourself as the top priority will not only give you energy, but make it so that you can actually take care of everyone better, um, and they'll be able to benefit not only with um, you benefiting also. I, agree. I write about this a lot on the blog, and, and women don't. And I, I repeatedly meet women and, and friends of mine, and I've even done it myself, where we're always taking care of everybody else. And you have, to, you have to make the time. And then what happens is the benefit is when you take that time and you don't think of it as selfish and you really enjoy it, you then start to enjoy everything else and the other people around you more. Definitely. It's funny. I, I had a client who I'd have to I'd tell them to reward themselves. I'd go, go take a bubble bath tonight because you really need to give yourself some credit yes. and you need to take some time for yourself. And because, you know, she could say, my coach told me to go take a bubble bath tonight. It was it was fine. You know, it actually made her take the time to do it. And, of course, she felt much better after taking some time for herself. And it's funny how after we do take that time, even if it's a half an hour, like a bubble bath, you go, why don't I do this more often? Mm, yeah. You know, it's it's just uh, it's simple things, and then I think the the rest of the time and the experiences you're having are so much more enhanced. Um, 
recently I did a show with uh, the award-winning author, New York Times bestseller, Carrie Dead Pinheiro, and one of the topics that came up was uh, life passions, and this has been something interesting me a, a lot lately, and I'm writing about it. Uh, the pursuit and attainment of life passions. M- many times that passion, whatever it is for whomever, requires money. So if someone has a passion, and I think for you, you've sort of stumbled upon your own passion in this eventual millionaire becoming the expert in this, it sounds to me like a passion. Am I correct about that? Oh, definitely, definitely. So now how does someone else, and maybe they want to, I don't know, open a knitting shop or open a florist or do, you know, maybe go back to school, something that they're passionate about that requires money, how do you follow your passion and stick to a financial plan or budget? You become creative, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, okay. I, I totally think that, that you can. Um, you can definitely do what you want to do, um, but it's about um, being flexible and creative and trying to get that. I know um, I had a client where they really loved photography. They wanted to get a new camera. It was a very expensive camera. Um, but, of course, when you're trying to get out of debt, you can't, spend money on frivolous things. Not that not that its passion is, is frivolous at all, but it seems like a want, not a need. Um, but when you become creative and try and really figure out how you can do that, you set it as a goal, just sort of the, the same steps that we always do. You set it as a goal. I created, um, had them create a fund. <laughs> so this is my camera fund. So everything that I can sell that can go in that camera fund, um, if they, I, they have a monthly fund where they, um, even me and my husband do this too, where we get a monthly um, budget for ourselves. So 50 bucks a month is usually it when you're trying to get out of debt or even $25 a month. Um, you start saving that up. And as things, as time goes by, you'd be surprised at how much you can actually accrue because it's something that you want. Um, a lot of the times, we don't like delayed gratification, but it's a surprising motivator. So when you want something and it's and it's out um, like a carrot, you can actually become creative and do more things to try and get that way. Like you said, starting a knitting shop, you could even try and find a partner to go in with it, with you. Um, you might have the business expertise and the knitting expertise, and you might be able to find a partner that can be um, the financial expert and help you with the finances. So it really it depends. Really, on really good advice. Jamie, really good. Creativity and flexibility. And I think when you start to get rid of those things and put the money into the fund that you recommend, you start to clear other things out of your life and have clarity. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So your your role at – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, even just getting rid of some of the extra stuff that you don't need is is a clarifying experience. You're you're clearing out the clutter not only in a physical sense but also in a mental sense, and getting rid of the things that you don't need anymore. Now we're we're getting this has been great, and there's so much information. We have about four minutes left, Jamie. A uh, couple of things that I I I know from reading your blog, uh, you don't only write about this the process you are also giving some really good tips. Uh, recently you wrote an article on how to take active action, which was a really strong article. I recommend anybody listening go read it. Uh, and I also like that you give practical, everyday 
things to, to, to learn about. You did a 10 money savings websites article. You talked about Craigslist, Retail Me Not, and eight others, all very handy. Uh, really, really good everyday advice that people can use. So listeners, I encourage you to go over to www.eventualmillionaire and follow Jamie and, and see what she's offering because it is a good plan and, and, and there's other information. Uh, Jamie, what has being the eventual millionaire brought into your life, in business, with people, with family, that type of thing? So it's so much. Um, number one, it helps me solidify my goal because when I can start to teach others how I've come so far, um, it really pushes me to, to make that end goal of a millionaire so that way everybody can sort of celebrate together. I want other people to be successful also. Um, but also, if I hadn't started on this journey, I'm afraid that I would have still been stuck in the job that I had before, you know, not happy. Um, and that's not really a way that I would have wanted to go through life. Um, I had to put my foot down and say that I'm better than this. Otherwise, I never would be where I am, enjoying, you know, every single day. Um, it's funny because um, last week, it, it was a Monday, and I had someone um, post, oh, I hate Mondays. And I'm like, you know what? I absolutely love Mondays. I used to be just like them and absolutely hate Mondays too. Um, but after coming full circle and going, Mondays are one of my favorite days of the week. And I don't even know what day it is half the time during the week just because um, I'm doing what I want. So this whole journey that I've had, an eventual millionaire as a part of it, is, has just been a huge change in my life. And that was that's what you just said about the way you're enjoying each day, and that Monday it makes. I think anybody listening to this should really take a long, hard look at this plan because that alone is such a great benefit to reap from the whole experience. And so many people don't, like we spoke about earlier in the show, don't take uh, the time to make the change or make the sacrifices. And you have, and you are, you're the living proof that you can live and create the lifestyle you want and be an eventual millionaire, which is a very big bonus at the end of this journey. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely, definitely. You know, Jamie, I have to thank you again. This, sharing this experience with us, is, it's been really good. I've been very excited to do the show, and it's everything I thought it was going to be. Um, I know that you're going to inspire other women uh, and men who listen to this, and I wish you the best of luck on this journey, and I know you're this expertise you're going to share with, with many, many people. And I'm so happy to have had you here on Here We Are. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lucy. It was wonderful. And listeners, thank you for sharing your part of a busy day with us. And again, you can find out more about Jamie at www.eventualmillionaire.com. Remember at Here We Are, we understand that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and lifestyle information at www.herewearewithlucy.com helps to make your life better, brighter, and easier on your way to running the world. I am Lucy Weston. And I look forward to talking with you next time on Here We Are.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.